Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Oh, it's a little bit different this week. I can tell you that there is not a plural plants in this episode. It's just me, myself and I. Just me. Dad has abandoned me this week, but that's fine. I'm going to hold the fort and, well, you know what happens when the dad's away. We we got no rules. I could go crazy right now. I could talk about whatever I want. Um, but no, we're going to stick to a normal format. And I am looking forward to it. It will be good. It will be good fun. So basically this week we're going to be, well we, I'm going to be looking at the different leagues. We normally go through the Premier League, Championship League 1, League 2. And then I'm going to have extra rants and extra raves. So it's brilliant. It means I can let more off my chest. And, uh, you know, I can go pretty crazy really today. So... Yeah, Dad has sent me some notes through email, which I will be reading out as we go along. Um, so he is here in spirit, and hopefully he'll be back next week, but we shall see. So we're going to start off with the Premier League, which, again, it just never fails to be entertaining. There's one thing you can say about football, it is entertaining. And Brighton versus Man U has got to be up there as one of the best Premier League matches I've seen in a long time. Um it just had everything. It had goals, it had drama, it had VAR, which if you hate it or if you love it, it makes it entertaining either way. And um, Brighton became the first team that hit the post five times in a game. And how Brighton did not win, I do not know. It has just passed me. How Trossard did not score, I will never know. That is his best opportunity to probably have a hat trick could have at least had a hat trick in that match and it was just something else really but poor finishing from Brighton they should have had the game dead and buried three points in the bag Manu didn't play well at all really um, but they showed their class and they showed why they are Manu and ultimately they got the three points how they won I do not know but it was the um, first time under Arne Gunnar Solskjaer that Man U have come from behind to win an away game so you've got to say about their spirit team attitude so there are positives to take away from the game and it was just drama at the end with the handball and then Bruno Fernandes Bruno doing what he does best keeping his head keeping his composure and he scored the penalty so that was one match that we definitely had to chat about. And then the other six-goal thriller, West Brom against Chelsea, 3-3. West Brom were 3-0 up against Chelsea with 45 minutes to try and hold on. That is what it was, really, 45 minutes to try and hold on. And unfortunately, they couldn't do it. Chelsea won clean sheet in 21 away league games, which is very concerning for Frank Lampard. Defence in general is very concerning. We're chatting a little bit more about some key players in defence in particular. Um, but for West Brom's perspective, as a fan, I'm thinking if you get those three points, this is a season where we have more chance of staying up. I don't know what it was. I thought if they win this, then people will completely change their minds on their chance of staying up. I'm not sure. I know it's only the second or third match of the season. But you're not going to get a better chance against the top six clubs to get three points. I don't think this season, three goals. So it's just a real shame. But again, like United showed, good team spirit from Chelsea. And uh, they did what they needed to do in terms of the second half performance. And it's um, it's going to be an interesting season for them for sure. And if Saturday wasn't crazy enough, Sunday was just another really entertaining day of football with some crazy results and just get this for stats 
It is the first time in 668 games that a side managed by Guardiola has conceded five goals. Leicester five, Man City two at the Etihad. It's also the first time in 438 games at Etihad Stadium that City have let in five goals. This was the only second time Guardiola's lost his opening home game of a league season as a manager. And um, Vardy has now scored eight league goals against Man City since Guardiola took charge in 2016. Absolutely crazy. You just would never have imagined a scoreline like that. Three penalties, I think conceded by three different defenders at City. Don't need to say anything else, really. It's pretty clear they're trying to do some business in the transfer window, but... Well done to Leicester. They deserved it and it just came down to sloppy defending in the end and clinical. You can't say anything but Vardy that he is just so clinical. I think he had hardly any touches, but the most important touches he did have were at the back of the net. So we thought, right, that's dramatic. That was a pretty big result. And then after that, the later kickoff, West Ham against Wolves, 4-0 to West Ham. It's not often you see a scoreline where Wolves have conceded four and not scored. Jared Bowen obviously scored twice, and um, that's their first Premier League win of the season. Against It was a very disappointing Wolves side. What I would say about Wolves, obviously, they've lost Diego Jota, they've lost Matt Doherty, two really big figures, actually, at the club. Um, their new signing, Semedo, I think he started, but not the best start, obviously, conceding four goals as a defender in the Premier League. I think time will tell, obviously. It's hard to judge Wolves and their current performances so far, but... It was just another really entertaining afternoon of football. So that was my roundup of the Premier League. Into the Championship, well, you can't not mention Derby versus Blackburn Rovers. 4-0 to Rovers, away at home. Lost six of their last seven away league matches. Two goals from Bradley Johnson. Dream return for him back to Pride Park against his former club. And no team in the championship have scored 11 goals in their opening three games this century. So Blackburn are on fire. Can't stop scoring. 13 attempts in the first half. Very worrying times for Derby. They've got some key injuries. Big names that aren't be playing at the moment. But um, yeah, it's, uh, when you concede four goals at home, it is very concerning. And then Dad sent me some through some matches as well. Reading versus Watford. Reading top three wins now um, in a row. And uh, Watford, a third unbeaten. Luton versus Wickham. Luton started well in sixth. Wickham lost every match so far and they've not scored a goal yet. Obviously, they came up from uh, League One in the playoffs. So there'll be favourites go back down. And yeah, it's, it's again, worrying times for Wickham. And then I've also made note of Huddersfield versus Nottingham Forest. Stunning, a stunning volleyed winner to earn the Terriers their first points of the campaign, thanks to Campbell in the 54th minute. Forrest have actually lost their first three matches now, and boss Sabri Lamonchi admitted he is feeling the pressure of the club's worst league start now for 66 years. So, big three points for Huddersfield, and um, Nottingham Forest fans will be wanting their team to get going very, very, very soon. Right, we're going to have a rant. Dad has actually, he's put forward his rant to me and I completely agree. I won't, shall I do it in the northern accent? No, I won't, I'll, I'll stick to my normal accent. But he's, so Dad's addressed the fact that as a captain of a club, 
You've got to be a key figure within that club. You've got to have experience at that club. Um, a player that all the other players respect. Uh, when the fans are in, that the fans would respect. And so this week, Frank Lampard, he picked his new signing, Thiago Silva, for his first ever match in the Premier League for Chelsea to be club captain. He's 36 years old. Yes, he's got experience. Yes, the players probably do respect him. But this is a player that has never played in the Premier League for Chelsea. And a captain is such a prestigious thing to give somebody. I know that says uh, says that Azpilicueta is normally club, club captain and he was on the bench. And when he came on, he did take on the captain armband. But that is added pressure for a player that hasn't even played for the club yet. On top of that, he didn't play well at all. Thiago Silva had a bit of a shocker. He was, you know, it takes a while to get used to the pace of the Premier League. We've got a fast pace and some foreign players come in and they can't quite pick up the pace to start off with. Well, that was a prime example of a player off the pace. As a result, West Brom scored a, a poacher's goal and a Thiago Silva didn't have the best start to a match. But I suppose what Dad was trying to emphasise is the fact that captain of Chelsea Football Club Yes, maybe if if he's a kind of player, he's obviously got a lot of experience and he's been captain many clubs in the future. But your first match to be captain is just such a big call from Frank Lampard when maybe there are other players on that pitch that have more experience for the club and um, maybe could have worn the captain's armband. So I do agree with Dad that it was a big call. Probably didn't pay off but I can't imagine Frank changing his mind now and not keeping the captain when he's played his first match he's really capitano so that was dad's little rant that he passed on to me and my little rant is about it's a bit of a weird one actually it's, it's kind of picking on someone but he's a French forward scored 17 Premier League goals last season for Man United it's Anthony Martial now he's not had the best start to this season two matches hasn't scored yet that's fine He's got time and I think he is a good player. But that man, he is so grumpy. I've never seen a player that grumpy. Like, unless he scores and he will celebrate, but he constantly looks like a child that has had sweets taken away from them. I don't know what it is. And I googled it, he's 24 years old. Is it just me or does he look like he's much older? I mean, I'm 26 and it kind of baffles me that he is two years younger than me. But um, yeah, come on, Anthony, just give us a smile. Sometimes you can be a bit stereotypical and uh, there is a cartoon kind of impression and impersonation that the French can be a little bit grumpy. Well, Anthony Martial is doing nothing for that because he needs to get smiling. He needs to smile. I don't know what it is. Just cheer up, Anthony. It can't be that bad. I think he's maybe a bit grumpy that Mason Greenwood was saying he could be coming in and being the front man, taking his position. But he needs to get on the goal, get on the goal scoring, and um, just cheer up a little bit because it's it's depressing, Anthony, to watch you like that. League One. Well, we had Northampton versus Hull. 2-0 to Hull, thanks to goals from Lewis Potter and Honeyman. Hull have maintained their perfect start to the League One season. All three matches won, and they've kept a clean sheet in every single match, which is a brilliant achievement. They play Plymouth next week, who are also undefeated with one win and two draws. So that's definitely going to be a great match. But scoring goals, keeping clean sheets, it's a great start for Hull City. 
And then Portsmouth versus Wigan. I thought it was definitely noticing the first League One win of the season for Wigan, thanks to a stunning 30-yard free kick from fullback Tom James. They end up winning that one, 2-1 at Fratton Park. And uh, Portsmouth have drawn two, lost one, yet to win a match. So you, you'd think they've got to start going at some point. They're a big, big team, aren't they, in League One, big club that could do with coming back up into the championship. Like Dan's mentioned several times in the past, you don't want to get stuck in League One. You know, it's so hard to get out of there. And um, you've got a, it's scrappy matches and very physical and Portsmouth are definitely feeling the effects of that. And then into League Two. Quite interesting overall, actually. I was looking at the statistics across the board. Seven teams have yet to even win a match. No teams have won all three matches yet. You've got Cambridge, Port Vale and Newport that are all joint top three with seven points that have all won two and drawn one, obviously. So it's just showing already that I think League Two is going to be very tight this year. But the noticeable matches that I wanted to pick out, and Dad's also emailed across Harrogate versus Bolton. Harrogate unbeaten in their first ever season in the league, which is fantastic. And Bolton have lost three out of three. And uh, they were the favourites to go straight back up. Obviously, like I was talking about Portsmouth, another big name, Bolton in League Two. So brilliant for Harrogate. Fantastic. First ever season unbeaten. But again, Bolton just need to be getting out of League Two for sure. And then I wanted to point out Mansfield versus Exeter. Exeter got their first win of the season. They had a good win. They, um, they played well last season. Would have felt like they could have gone up. Should have potentially gone up. But um, and they've had a good result overall at Mansfield. 11 unbeaten trips to Mansfield now. Over 22 years for Exeter. So they just love playing there. And then Oldham versus Crawley. Away win for Crawley. 3-2. Five goal thriller. Back to back wins now for Crawley. And unfortunately, that's three defeats in three for Oldham. Right, this is normally a point when we'd have a little rave and talk about something positive that's gone on in football. And it's quite interesting that Dad's given me his rant, but not his rave. So I'm going to go for two raves this week. And uh, actually, I'm going to be celebrating Frank Lampard. We just... Had a little rant about him picking Thiago Silva to captain. Well, I'm going to be celebrating Frank Lampard and not celebrating his tactics, but celebrating his dress sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that Frank Lampard is looking like a smooth criminal. Maybe not getting the results that he needs right now and the performances that he wants right now. But on Saturday, he was wearing a lovely dark blue blazer. Could have been going on the catwalk, not going to lie. Looking like he's really enjoying being manager. Yes, he's already aging quite a bit. Not as much as um, babyface assassin Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But yeah, I think we're coming into September now. He's rocking that autumn look. If he was on the catwalk, I think he'd be in all the papers. But you do know Frank Lampard does love his winter puffer jacket. So I'm just waiting for that in the winter where most managers kind of put their comfort ahead of what they look like and they all just look like um, something out of Game of Thrones and the winter is coming. So yeah, I've gone to rave about Frank Lampard's dark blue blazer. I mean, if you can't do it on this podcast, when can you do it? And then my other rave, again, about a manager that is speaking his mind. 
He's 73 years old. Could easily be kicking up his feet, retiring, but he loves football. And that is Roy Hodgson. And unfortunately, like most players and coaches and management and teams this year, will be going through the trauma that is VAR and handball. And I just wanted to directly quote quote what Roy said in his interview afterwards the match. I was going to try to do his accent, but I thought that would look a little bit mean. So this is what Roy said. I do not understand how we've allowed this rule to come into operation. For me, it is completely unacceptable. And I've got to be honest with you, it has certainly destroyed my enjoyment of the game of football. Now, if that is something that is not going to make you shed a tear, I don't know what will. And he said, handball is simple. This is for him. The rule is simple. If it's deliberately struck your hand and it stopped a goal and you've deliberately made an action, it's a handball. But if it's hit you and you've got nothing you could have done about it, then it is not handball, which I think we all concur with and we all would agree with after the Joel Ward incident. And just good on Roy, just being so honest and open about it. And you can see he's so frustrated, like so many people are with the VAR rule and handball because it is ruining it. It is making it so hard for us to watch matches. And you just feel for the defenders. How can they run with their hands behind their back? You have no balance. It is impossible. It is so hard for defenders now to not concede penalties. We wonder why there were over 40 goals last week. It's because penalties are being given for, okay, arguably not all, the, all always bad decisions, but a lot of really contentious handballs that are just so frustrating. So good on Roy, you know. I, I really hope he still enjoys his football and um, he doesn't let us get to him. He's doing a fantastic job at Crystal Palace and the fans love him. And um, I love you, Roy, and so does my dad. And um, we've got your back here at Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Barnet of the Week. This is where we look at different players' hairstyles. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, I know. You think it would be all intellectual talking about football, but no, we can praise people's hairstyles. So I've gone for this week is a new signing, £47 million, and unfortunately not having the impact he... All the fans or the, the players uh, would want at Chelsea, but it is Timo Werner. You might think, what's what, what, what about his hair? Well, he's kind of like a blonde Sonic the Hedgehog. He loves the old-fashioned spikes and he's got a nice comb over. And you could argue he looks a bit like a gentleman. When you've got someone like Frank Lampard on the side and then Timo Werner on the pitch, I'm looking at Chelsea and I'm thinking, these guys are gents. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you want to be thinking when you look at footballers, but that is what I'm thinking. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I just liked it. And I noticed it more because I think that Timo Werner has a bit of a... Well, he loves his hair. He plays with it a lot. Forever playing around with his hair. If you haven't noticed it, have a look. So he's protective over it. And um, it drew me to their blonde locks. And I'm liking it. And I thought he, he's looking very suave. And then on the other side... Dad, he has actually messaged in his um he's emailed me his Barnet of the Week. It's it's very um descriptive answer that he's put. He just sent in um Richarlison snowy top. <laughs> Which if you need to look at Richarlison's hairstyle. So I will further what Dad has said with the snowy top comment. He's basically dyed his hair blonde on top, uh frosted tips 
ice gem, however you want to describe it. I don't know why, but over the years, footballers are getting like this. We talked about Aguero, um, Goyata for the Crystal Palace, and now Richarlison with his snowy top. I'm I'm not sure. I don't like it personally. It's not my kind of thing, but um, he seems to be playing well with it. Scored, scored a penalty over the weekend. He's playing well, thriving under Carlo Ancelotti and um, very exciting for Everton fans. So they will not be moaning about his hair at all. And then ones to watch for this week. I've picked, well, I've picked one for the championship. Saturday, 3pm. Not necessarily a standout match, Middlesbrough versus Barnsley. Neither team have actually won a match yet, so you might not be thinking it's going to be some massive goal thriller, but one of them surely has got to be picking up points in this match. They'll both be looking to the match as a three-pointer. And Neil Warnock should be back pitch side after recovering from COVID. So, um... Yeah, that's great that he's he's recovering well from that. And fingers crossed he'll, the boys will get him a good result when he comes back. And then the other ones I picked from the Premier League, Saturday 5.30. I go for obvious ones. I know it's boring, but Leeds versus Man City. I was trying to think, when was the last time they faced each other? And I googled it and it was back in 2013. Which is crazy really, seeing as you have got cups. And that was in the FA Cup, where City won 4-0. You can't see it being that result this time. Can't see Leeds not getting a goal the way they play. Um, so yeah, that is. I'm just really looking forward to that one in particular. And then Sunday, 4:30, Man United versus Spurs. Obviously, Mourinho facing his old club in Man U, and the last time they faced each other was back in June, where it was 1-1. Goals from Bergwijn and Bruno Fernandes that were both obviously January transfers last season. So it was it was a very entertaining match and you you just don't know whether it's going to go. Those are two clubs that, big, big clubs, obviously, that I think a lot of people would say are off the level of your Liverpools and your cities. So they both got a point to prove, both obviously looking for a top four finish um, and both have got those key signings that are fit and in play. So those are definitely my ones to watch. that's it for this week i have been all on my own and now i know how donkey feels in shrek um (laughs) but yeah so i hopefully dad will be back next week fingers crossed but if not i'm just gonna have to keep carrying the torch and hopefully dad will keep sending me in some of his very detailed emails aka two lines but um yeah thank you so much for listening and i will be back and hopefully dad will be back with some more football chants and rants with the plants next week